Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Life's a Gamble podcast, episode two. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. Um, I had a rough week. We're going to talk about where I was right, where I was wrong. Um, then we'll discuss the top performers in week one. Uh, what was some of the best games? I'll discuss all the games I actually watched. Um, there was five of them I got to watch pretty much beginning to end. Um, for the most part, beginning to end. And uh, then we'll talk about overreactions and then week two predictions. Uh, so let's start off where I was right versus wrong. And we'll start with my team, Minnesota. Um, I'll go more in depth once we discuss the games I watched. Um, but I was obviously wrong about that one. Uh, Bucks, I was right about that. It was a close game. It was a good game. Eagles, I was wrong about. But that's the reasoning I picked the Falcons was I said their teams are similar. And the Falcons are at home. I didn't know the Falcons were going to be that bad. And I didn't know Jalen Hurts was going to look that good. Uh, Steelers-Bills, I got wrong. I think a lot of people did. The Bills were supposed to be the better team. 49ers-Lions, I think everybody got that right. I got it right. Cardinals-Titans, that was the the shocker of the week for me. For the Titans to get smacked like that at home by anybody? That was shocking. Uh, Seattle, I got right. Chargers, we got right. Panthers, we got right. Texans, oh excuse me, Texans. It was a it was a rough start for Trevor Lawrence. He threw three fucking picks. You're not gonna win a game like that. So that one kind of shocked me too. Tyrod Taylor did the damn thing. Uh, got the Chiefs right. Remember, I said the Browns are gonna go to the Super Bowl, but the Chiefs will win this game. And the Browns, uh, we'll talk about it because that's one of the games I watched. But they're right there. Uh, Dolphins beating the Patriots was uh, was a surprise to me. I had the Patriots. Um, Saints smacking the Packers like that, just wow. Just wow. That was almost as shocking as the Titans. Uh, Broncos beating the Giants, again, that was similar to the Eagles-Falcons. I didn't know who to pick, so I went with the home team. Um, But as we get later in the year, we'll see what their teams are about. Bears-Rams, not shocked about that at all. Um, That's another game I watched that we'll talk about. And then Ravens-Raiders. What a game last night, right? Uh, I actually got that one right. Okay. So week one, I went nine and seven. That was one of the worst weeks I've ever had. Nine and seven. Um, and let's discuss why. So let's talk about the games that we watched, or at least I got to watch, from, mostly from beginning to end. That uh, Bucks-Cowboys, let's talk about Tom. Tom looked great. Uh, he threw two picks, but one was uh, Leonard Fournette. <laughs> Fucking hit him in the hands, and he just missed it like an idiot, and it went right to the the defensive backer. Was it a linebacker? Either way, Leonard Fournette should have had the ball, and that that pick wasn't on Tom. Uh, The second interception was a Hail Mary at the end of a half. That's not really – that shouldn't even be a pick charted to the quarterbacks, but it is, whatever. So Tom looked terrific. Um, I don't know when age or when fucking father time is going to win, but he's the only person I've ever seen fucking – hit father time right in the fucking jaw. So Tom's going to keep going for now, I guess. Um, Antonio Brown plays like that. He's going to the Pro Bowl this year. That's what I took from from Antonio Brown. Like the motherfucker looked like it was year three in Pittsburgh again. He was just dominant. Um, I think the refs are dickheads. (laughs) We'll get to this quite often. But in my opinion, the... Past interference that wasn't called to give the Bucks the win. The refs are dickheads. He pushed off. He ex- he extended his elbow, and the game is made to help the offense every chance it gets. 
And uh, I don't think Tom Brady keeps needing help, but the refs keep giving it to him. Um, on the other side of the ball, Dak, the biggest question, right? And they talked about it in Hard Knocks, for those of you who watch Hard Knocks. How was he going to respond after the, the huge leg injury? Plus, in preseason, he had the shoulder injury where the Texas Rangers came in and advised him to stop throwing during the preseason practices. And he never played in the preseason. So we hadn't seen Dak in almost a year. But he lit it up. He looked great. And partly because Amari Cooper's a stud and the emergence of CeeDee Lamb. Now, CeeDee Lamb looked like a fucking superstar in this game. But he actually had some drops in the beginning and he, he just wasn't playing really well. So imagine when he gets clicking. Like when everything's clicking for him, he is going to be an absolute stud. And uh, I enjoyed watching that receiving core. Uh, last thing I want to talk about with the Bucks and the Cowboys game is don't judge Zeke. Everybody was like getting on Zeke. Oh my God, he's done. He's washed. First off, if you are, if you enjoy football, okay, the way he was picking up blitzing linebackers and meeting them in the hole, it was magnificent. It was a sight to behold. Like every coach, like I coach high school football. If our running backs pass pro like that, yo, to me, that's better than, than 90% of the plays you get from a running back. He was just running up, sticking his fucking chin right into the linebackers on pass pro. I'm going to have to watch a lot more football this year, but I think it's safe to say Zeke is the best pass-blocking running back in the league from what I saw. And you could see it from the get-go, though. The Cowboys' game plan was to throw, throw, throw. The Bucks had the number one rush defense in the league. Every single top running back except Dalvin Cook has been shut down by them in the last year. Like, you can name every top back that they played on lock. So the Cowboys came out with the mindset, we're not even going to run the ball. So we can't judge Zeke for that. Plus, Zach Martin's hurt. They're arguably their best lineman. Okay? The guy they run behind on the right side of the line. So we can't judge Zeke for that performance. Let's see him over the course of the next three or four weeks. Okay? Uh, but I think Cowboys are going to be a damn good team. And um, they looked pretty impressive. Let me get to the next game I want to talk about. The Vikings and Bengals. I've listened to podcasts all week, or the last two days, I mean. Uh, it has felt like an eternity since Sunday, though. It's only been two days. But one thing is everybody's trying to blame Kirk Cousins, and all the motherfucker did was lead the team down. The team was losing 21-7 to because the offensive line was that bad, and Brashad Breeland was that bad on defense. But he led the team back from a 21-7 deficit. Threw a big touchdown on fourth down to Adam Thielen. And then we're losing by three. And he drives the team down the field. They get the game-tying field goal. Okay? So then in overtime, he leads the team down again. And Dalvin fumbled. Okay? Fumbled in quotes because... His ass was clearly on the ground, and anybody with a pair of fucking eyeballs saw that Dalvin Cook was down before the ball was ripped out. So the refs fuck him from not only having, for basically having two fourth quarter comeback drives. So everybody wants to blame Kirk, but I think the offensive line was the issue. Um, the Bengals might be a little bit better than everybody expected. 
They played two deep safeties all game. They were like not letting the Vikings use play action. And Joe Burrow looked pretty good. So um, fuck the refs. Again, the, as I said when we were talking about the Cowboys and Bucks game, the refs are dickheads. Um, I think the Vikings are going to be fine. Not every like every single second down was like second and 26, second and 20, second and 15, third and 26 after that. It's hard to win games like that. So I take this away. The Vikings played about as bad as anybody can play, and they lost in overtime by three because the refs fucking suck. So the Vikings are going to be fine. I'm not going to panic on them. It was just a shitty week, and it was a shitty start to the week. Okay? Let's talk about the next game I watched, the Browns and Chiefs. Right now, the Browns cannot mentally beat the Chiefs, but they're talented enough. They're well-coached. Overall, they have enough to beat the Chiefs, but they don't have that killer mentality of a champion yet. And that's why, even though I picked the Browns to go to the Super Bowl, I said they were going to lose this game. Because even though they had that big lead, they just don't know how to beat the Chiefs yet from beginning to end. And I think over the course of this year, that bad taste is going to be in their mouth. They're going to be an 11, 12, 13 win team, somewhere around that range. And then when they see the Chiefs in the playoffs, they'll have this year's week one experience. They'll have last year's playoff experience. How you doing, Mikey? They'll have those experiences, and I think they'll beat them in the playoffs. But again, all I see from this is the Browns can win the NFC. Or I mean the AFC, I'm sorry. The Browns can win the AFC. And uh, one other thing, Travis Kelsey is the best tight end in the league. Sometimes there's a debate about George Kittle, blah, blah, blah. <sighs> I wrote, you know what? I'm sorry. I wrote this down and then Darren Waller went fucking ballistic. So, I, I mean, I don't fucking know anymore. What I take from the game, Patrick Mahomes is goaded. Um, and I still believe my pick of the Chiefs making it to the Super Bowl is very possible because they look damn good. Um, and that was a good fucking game. Rams Bears. That's another game I watched. Um, first thing I want to say is. Matt Nagy, you are not smarter than everybody else. Stop pretending like you're this fucking genius. You're not. Tell Andy Dalton to pack his bags, send him bye-bye, and put Justin Fields in the fucking lineup. Everybody, you, you could go on Twitter, you can watch when Justin Fields enters the game, the look on his face, the way the team plays, him scoring his touchdown. Justin Fields is the Bears' best quarterback they have ever drafted. He is ready to run this organization now. And Matt Nagy, the longer you play Andy Dalton, the closer you get to being fired. Matt Nagy, if you want to stay the Bears head coach, you will start Justin Fields by week four. Because that motherfucker is awesome. And those you know, I'm not a Bears fan. I'm a Vikings fan. But I fucking enjoy me some Justin Fields. He's one of... I hate Ohio State. But I love Justin Fields. I dislike the Bears because they're in the Vikings division. But I love Justin Fields. That motherfucker has it. So play him. He's not going to learn behind Andy fucking Dalton. He's not sitting behind Brett Favre like Aaron Rodgers did. He's sitting behind Andy fucking Red Rocket Dalton. The epitome of mediocre. The man has never won a playoff game. Just let Justin Fields play. And let him go through his bumps and bruises. Because the Bears are dangerous with Justin Fields. But with Andy Dalton, 
They're a joke. Um, also, I found my uh, previous predictions before the ones I did on air. And again, this year I said, usually I don't pick the Vikings to win the Super Bowl every year. This year I'm going with it. I'm still sticking with it. But currently, right now, the Rams are the best team in the NFC. Without a doubt. And they were who I had winning the NFC originally before I went with the Vikings. And if the Vikings somehow don't win the NFC, this is the team I think will win it. But man, the Rams look good. I love their blue and yellow. Matthew Stafford finally is getting the love I think he deserved in Detroit. He just never had competent coaching. Uh, but man, look what he does with a guy like Sean McVay. He lit that motherfucker up, and it was Showtime in L.A. You had the Showtime Lakers. Now you got the Showtime Rams. They're fucking electric. And uh, another thing I take from watching that game, Jalen fucking Ramsey is a dog. Jalen Ramsey is, ugh. You got the best D lineman in the league with Aaron Donald, and then you got the best DB in the league with Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey was playing some linebacker. He was moving sides of the field. He was hitting motherfuckers. He was breaking up passes. And he just looks cold in the number five. So um, Rams are goaded. Right now the best team in the NFC. That's what I took away from that game. And then you want to talk about last night's game. First of all, the first half I watched while eating dinner. And I turned on ESPN2 and watched Eli and Peyton. <laughs> and that shit was so awesome. Watching Eli and Peyton talk about football, joke around, have fun, tell stories with Charles Barkley and Ray Lewis. It was the most refreshing football broadcast I have ever watched. And I hope they do it for the rest of their life because that was it was fun. Um, the only time I might not want to watch them is if my team is playing because sometimes they'll cut around to Peyton doing his skits or whatever and maybe they'll miss a play or two. So um, when I just want to enjoy some football with some of the most knowledgeable football minds in the world, I'm going to watch that because the game was fun to watch still. And, and like I said, Peyton and, and Eli were just magic together on that TV. So they're doing it next week against the Lions and Packers too. And uh, I'm definitely turning it on ESPN too because that was fun. Um, now let's talk about the actual game. First off, um, that was probably the game of the week. And people are calling it the game of the year. Well, fuck, it's week one. There's not many to choose from. But it was a fucking great game. Uh, Ravens go up 14-0. Raiders battle back. Then the Raiders win in overtime, but they don't win in overtime, so the ball's at the one. Then the penalty puts them back, and then Carr throws the pick off the receiver's hands. And then Lamar throws a pick, but it's not picked. But then he gets sacked and fumbles. And then and then on second down, after that, the, the fucking Raiders go to kick the field goal, but there's a delay of game, so it backs them up. And then Gruden said, fuck that, we're not going to kick it. And then they throw a fucking touchdown pass. Well, Derek Carr is running backwards for his life, and he just throws it off one foot. But they were in trips, and they rubbed the corner. Marlon Humphrey, it was a perfect rub route that I don't think the Ravens were expecting. But in bunch, you got to expect that. And Marlon Humphrey got rubbed enough. Zay Jones wide open. He knew he wasn't going to catch him. Walk off in Vegas, Sin City. And, man, everybody was talking about it. Vegas threw a fucking party last night in Allegiant Stadium. Little John was doing shots. With the fans, you had the DJ going crazy. They said it was so loud in there. Hey, Raider Nation is now in Sin City. And it just looked like a fucking party. Um, Darren Waller. John Gruden said it. I, don't, I mean, John Gruden coached Jerry Rice. But he said Darren Waller is the best football player he's ever coached. He coached Jerry Rice, Warren Sapp, Rondé Barber. 
Like, for him to say that is pretty nuts. Um, and then the Ravens' defense is sus without Peters. Um, they pressured Carr, but they got lit up for the most passing yards in the, in the league this week. Um, so, like I said, I, I picked the Ravens to finish third in the division because of their injuries. And their injuries showed last night. Um, Lamar Jackson is going to have to do too much. And he might wear out this season. And, and I hate to say that because he's... He was magical running the ball, throwing the ball. He had some some tough throws, but I mean the one touchdown, he jumped back, got ran into the pocket, then rolled out to the right, and then threw a strike that maybe only he could make that play. Him, Josh Allen, maybe Russell Wilson. But he's gonna have to do so much for the Ravens to be in games this year. I think he's gonna break down this year, unfortunately. And I, I hope he doesn't. I truly hope he doesn't. But yeah, that Ravens team is gonna struggle. Uh, Mikey, I'm talking about the games I watched, but I did cover if I got them right in the beginning. Um, but, yeah, these are the five games I watched from start to finish because um, you can only watch so many games, right? I got my Thursday game. I got my two Sunday ga- or three Sunday games, morning, afternoon, night, and then my Monday night game that I watched. Um, I did get a catch, catch a bunch of highlights and stuff like that, and obviously – when a big play happens, you can hit the button on uh, Sunday Ticket and it shows the play, which is cool. My wife was talking about how awesome that was. Um, so, yeah, we talked about what I got right, what I got wrong, and the games I watched and what I've seen. Let's talk about the top performers. Dak, 403 and three touchdowns. Um, I didn't get Derek Carr stats because I wrote this I wrote this episode's uh, notes before last night's game. And so, obviously, Dak had a great performance. Um so did so did Carr. He threw for the most yards and in the, in the, got the walk off uh, touchdown pass. Um, Joe Mixon, 127 yards against the Vikings defense, one touchdown. Amari Cooper had 13 catches, 139 yards, two touchdowns. Tyreek had 190. Tyreek Hill had 197 yards receiving. Some big performances. We can't talk about some of the best performances last week without talking about Chandler Jones. Five, five, five. He had five. Count them. One, two, three, four, five sacks against a fucking pro bowler and all pro. And two forced fumbles. That's the game of games. And then Eric Kendricks for the Vikings. A lot of people don't know it, but he had 15 tackles in that game against Cincinnati. 15. That's a lot of fucking tackles in one game. So those were some of the best performers uh, in week one. Uh, we kind of talked about the best game. That Bucks cowboys game was phenomenal. Vikings and Bengals went into overtime. Um, but the game of the week was Ravens Raiders Browns and Chiefs was good um, Overreactions um, There's a lot of overreactions The Texans Let me pull up the standings really quick Overreactions okay? Um, Buffalo own one Not a big deal They played a good Pittsburgh team um, The whole NFC West Or AFC West went 1-0 uh, Nothing to really overreact there uh, Again Cleveland losing Isn't that big of a deal They played a great team, and I think they'll be fine the rest of the year. Uh, Cincinnati winning. I think it's an overreaction to say that they – they st- I don't want to say stole the game, but it's an overreaction to think they're just the bottom of the, the league. I think their defense is much improved this year, and their offense contend with a lot of offenses. I don't think they're going to be a playoff team, but I don't think they're like a four-win team. They're more like a six, seven, eight-win team maybe. They're going to they're gonna hover in the race, and they're going to piss a lot of people off because they're going to be... I mean, nobody in the NFL is easy, but 
everybody thinks they're going to be walking all over the Bengals, and I disagree. I think they're an improved team. Um, Houston, huge overreaction just because they won one game. I still think they're going to no win. They're not going to win more than three games. They're they're going to be a bad fucking team. Overreaction is to talk about Tennessee. What's wrong with them? Um, I think they'll be just fine. I think Tennessee has a game like this twice a year, and they'll they'll be fine. Um, in the NFC, I think we need to pump the brakes on Philly, the Eagles. Yes, Jalen Hurts looked good, but I don't expect Atlanta to be good at all. They're like a four-win team. So let's see what Philly does in the next couple of weeks, but I think it's an overreaction to think Philly is that good. Um, the NFC West is that good. Um, I think I was wrong about Arizona, and maybe everybody in that division wins eight games. The NFC West might be the best division in football. Um, overreaction talking about the NFC North is the new NFC East. No. One, I think Aaron Rodgers just wants out of Green Bay, and so he's not going to give it his all. I'm not going to say he's throwing the game, but uh, I, don't, yeah, I don't know. Um, Minnesota's going to be fine. Detroit stinks. Chicago, they're going to be an average team until they play Justin Fields. Then they might be a scary team. But I still think the Packers and Vikings each win 10 games. Um, NFC South, Saints overreaction. Everybody's going crazy. Again, Jameis Winston, he had a great game. He threw five touchdowns. You can't say he didn't play good. But I don't think he's going to lead the Saints to 13 wins. And uh, let's see going forward if they're this legit. We need to pump the brakes on them a little bit. Tampa, again, they got help from the refs. Cowboys played them tough. I don't know if that means the Cowboys are that good or the Bucks are a little – they took a step back. But I think the Bucks are fine. They're going to win 12 games or so. Carolina, um, they beat the Jets. Sam Darnold looked good. And uh, I like them going forward. I think they're going to be a really good team too. Atlanta's fucking terrible. No need to overreact about anything with that. So, yeah, that kind of wraps up everything we saw in week one, or at least everything that I'm seeing in week one in terms of the games I watched and uh, what to expect going forward. Um, So I'm just going to head into my week two predictions and my top four bets of the week. So my top four bets of the week, I think the Rams minus four um, against, who are they playing? Why did I lose this? Why did I lose the Rams? Oh, against the Colts. Rams minus four against the Colts. I think that's a steal. I think the Rams will beat them by at least 10. Um, the Bucks minus 13 against the Falcons. Again, I think the Falcons are freaking terrible. I think the Bucks will beat them similar to a score of how the Rams beat the Bears. Some 34 to 14 type score. Um, Chiefs minus three and a half. Um, I don't know why they're only favored three and a half against the Ravens because the Ravens have currently, I know it's only one week, the worst pass defense in the NFL. And you're going up, you're going up against Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and Patrick Mahomes. The Chiefs are going to light them up. It's that simple. Um, and then the other one is the Rams and Colts over 47 and a half. I think it's going to be a high scoring game. Um, I think the Rams can put up 40, 35-ish. I'll say 35, and the Colts can put up another 21. And, uh, yeah, I think that's definitely going to have 50 points in that game. So those are my top four bets of the week. And then uh, let's just go to picks. Giants at football team this Thursday. Um, football team's at home. Washington football team gets that win. Vikings at Cardinals. 
The Cardinals whooped ass. The Vikings struggled. But the Vikings always, always, always play well against Arizona. For some reason, they always do. And I think that everybody is counting the Vikings out. Everybody's talking a lot of shit about the Vikings this week. And I think the Vikings bounce back and shut some people up. Uh, Bengals at Bears. <laughs> if Justin Fields plays, it's the Bears. If not, I'm going Bengals. I want Justin Fields to play. Texans at Browns. It's an easy Browns pick. Rams at Colts. Rams easily. Bills at Dolphins. I just I don't see the Bills starting 0-2. So I got to go with the Bills. I know they're on the road and division opponent and the Dolphins won. But I think the Bills are the better team. And it's just, I don't see the Bills starting 0-2, so I'm going to go Bills. Uh, Patriots at Jets. Again, I don't see the Patriots starting 0-2. And I don't think, uh, I don't think uh, Zach Wilson is ready for a Belichick defense. I'm going to put it, I'm going to put it like that. He is not ready for a Belichick defense. Uh, 49ers at Eagles. I'm definitely taking the 49ers. They're well coached. And I want to see if the Eagles are legit. Raiders at Steelers. This might be the game of the week. The Steelers got a great defense. Um, John Gruden has an explosive offense. But the Steelers are at home, and I'm going to pick the Steelers to win that game. Saints at Panthers. Uh, I'm going to rock with the Panthers at home. Probably people are going to call me stupid because Jameis Winston put up five touchdowns and the Panthers beat the Jets. No, fuck that. I'm taking the Panthers to start 2-0. Broncos at Jags. Uh, Jaguars looked awful. I don't think Urban Meyer is ready for an NFL season. They're talking about him having health problems already and shit. Teddy Bridgewater takes care of the ball. He actually had an explosive offense. Uh, I'm going to go with Denver. Falcons at Bucks. Bucks easily. I don't think this game is close. Bucks will dominate them all three phases. Cowboys at Chargers. Uh, another candidate for game of the week. It's hard to see the Cowboys starting 0-2. They're probably going to have more fans. Oh, man. This is going to be a good shootout between Justin Herbert and uh, Dak Prescott. This could be a high-scoring game, too. Uh, I'm going to go with the Chargers. I'm going to go with the Chargers at home. I think they're the slightly better team. Like, if I didn't, I don't remember what the, the line was here, but it would probably be Chargers minus 3. Because the home team gets 3. So... I'll go with the Chargers barely win that game. Titans at Seahawks. Uh, Titans need a bounce back game, and I think the Seahawks are a little bit overrated. So I'm going to go with the Titans. Derrick Henry goes crazy. Rushes for 130. Chiefs at Ravens. Chiefs easily. Chiefs put up 41 on them. I'm going 41 to like 17. Chiefs are going to smack them. And Lions at Packers. Um, I'm going to find out this game if Aaron Rodgers is selling the bag. If he's trying to throw the games because there's no way the Lions should beat the Packers and if they do Aaron Rodgers is going to have some tough questions to answer so I'm going to go with the Packers 